Hello, Shalom Aleichem. We have recently had the yard side of the Arizal. Hey, of was the yard side of the Arizal. The Arizal was the, one of the greatest people, greatest tzaddikim we had that spread and taught Kabbalah. As you know, Kabbalah is the inner, deeper side of Torah, very deep part of Torah. Um, he's, he's the one who taught it to many, many people. And uh, all the teachings of Hasidus are based on, on Arizal's teachings. So he's very important. As you know, the Arizal lived in Tzfas. He came in Tzfas after living in Egypt for a while. He was born in Egypt and he lived there for till he was in his early 30s. And then he moved to Tzfas with his wife and he started a shul and a yeshiva where people came to learn from him Kabbalah. As soon as he came to Tzfas, a lot of great, great rabbanim, tzaddikim, ga'inim, great people noticed him and they became very, very attracted to him. They became drawn to him. And they wanted to learn from him. They saw he was a great, great person. Even though he was very young. And some of his Talmidim were like twice his age. That means he was in his early 30s. And some of his Talmidim were over 70. Yet they were his Talmidim. So that's how great he was. Now in the city of Tzvaz, there were two very great people. These were big Mekobalim that knew a lot of Kabbalah and a lot of Torah. Holy people, very great tzaddikim. There was an uncle and a nephew. The uncle's name was Reb Moshe Galanti. And the nephew's name was Reb Avrom Galanti. Reb Avrom Galanti wrote some very famous for him. A pirush, a commentary on the Zoyar. Very famous commentary, Zohar Echama, it's called. These two uh, rabbanim, great, great tzaddikim, they lived in Tzfas, and when Darizal came to Tzfas, they did not pay so much attention to Darizal. They didn't say anything against him, but they just didn't care for him. They just did their own thing, and they didn't go to see him. They didn't go to learn Torah from him like all many other rabbanim and great people. Now, Rabbi Avram, the nephew, Rabbi Avram Galanti, was also a very great tzaddik and a great goan, and he wrote Sforami Kabbalah, as I said before, he had a minhag that he would fast every day. Literally, he would fast the whole day and only eat at night. Now, the halacha is when you want to take on a fast, you want the fast to count to Hashem as if you did an amazing thing, you fasted for Hashem, it says in the Gemara, it's like bringing a carbon, because when you fast, you get skinnier, right? Some of your fat goes away, goes down because you didn't eat. So it's like a carbon. When you brought a carbon in the Beis Amikdash, they took the fat of the animals and put it on the Mizbeach. So when you fast, it's like bringing a carbon. But in order for a fast to be special and Hashem should accept it like a carbon, you have to make a nether before. That's what the Gemara says, and that's the halacha. That before, on Mincha, Mincha you daven late in the day. So during Mincha time, you, you make a nether. During Mincha time, you say that tomorrow I'll be fasting. 
So if you make a nether by mincha, then you keep the next day because you made a nether, and then the nether, the, the fast day is counted like a very special thing for Hashem, and it uh, makes a person holier and a greater tzaddik, and, and a lot of great things happen to the person through fasting. Although the Alter Rebbe says today we shouldn't do this anymore because we're not so strong, and we should better that we eat and preserve our strength and our good health for learning Torah. Because if you fast and you get weak, then you can't learn Torah well. But in those days, especially great tzaddikim would fast a lot. So this Rebbe fasted every single day. And in B'demincha before, he would make another, that next day I'm going to take a fast day. Another thing, Rebbe Avram never told anyone about it. It was top secret. Nobody in the world knew that Rebbe Avram fasts every single day. Now, as I said before, Rebbe Avram and Semik, his uncle, Rebbe Moshe Galanti, the great Rebbe Moshe, they never went to see Darizal. They didn't think uh, much of him, and they just went about their own thing. They had their own Talmidim. They taught their own Torah, etc. One day, Darizal decided to make a big meal, a feast, in a small town. It's like a settlement. It's called a small town, right next to Tzvas. It's called Ein Zitun. It's still there. You can see it. Ein Zitun. It's a tiny little place. It's right next to Tzvas. And Darizal was going to have a big meal on that day for a certain reason. It doesn't say in the story why, but he wanted to make a big meal. And they told his shamish, the guy who was helping him, his aide, his helper, please go quickly to Rebavrom Galanti. He doesn't know me, but just go to him and make sure you get to his house before Mincha, before he makes a nether that he's going to fast tomorrow, and tell him that I asked him not to make that nether because tomorrow I want him to eat. I want him to come to the meal that I'm going to set up with my Talmidim in Ein Zetun. Uh, the Shamesh, the aide, the helper, went quickly to Rabbi Avram's house. He arrived right before Mincha, so Rabbi Avram didn't have time yet to make this nether. <coughs> and he said to Rabbi Avram, I was sent to you by the Arizal to ask you not to make a nether for tomorrow because he wants you to come. He's inviting you to come to his meal in Ein Zetun, and he would like you to eat at that meal. At first, Rabbi Avram heard this. He said, he was again angry. What? Darizal, how does he know that I'm fasting? Nobody knows that. Why is he uh, telling me this? He, how, how come he knows this? But then he thought to himself, he said, wait a second. If he knows this, that means he has Ruach HaKedosh. Whoa. You know what? Tell him I'll come. I won't make a nether for Mincha, by Mincha, for the next day. I will come tomorrow. And so the next day, Darizal made this big party, and Rabbi Avram, the great Goan and Tzadik Rabbi Avram, came to the meal. And the Balshemto, the Darizal, sorry, Darizal, before he started the meal, he would always first give a mimer, a whole talk about some deep Indian in Kabbalah. Kabbalah is one of the deepest parts of Torah. He would give like a whole deep Torah, the words of Torah on, on Kabbalah. And then they would wash and eat for the meal, eat at the meal. When the Arizal gave his whole mimer, his whole uh, the words of Torah on Kabbalah, he was also a big mekubal 
the, the Rebbe Avram Galanti. So he said to, to the Arizal, wait a second, I got a question on what you said. Because there's a place in the Zohar that contradicts what you said. And he told them which place in the Zohar. The Arizal listened, and then he responded and said, well, that place that you just mentioned from the Zohar, I think he didn't understand it correctly. If he understood it correctly, you would see that there's no question against what I said. And the Arizal went, you know, explained to him what the Zohar really says. And Rabbi Avram listened, and he said, oh, yeah, he's right. But he said, I have a different question from a different part of the Zohar. And again, the Arizal showed him that he didn't fully understand properly what the Zohar is saying, and, and if he understands it properly, he'll see that there's no question against what Arizal was saying. And so the same at the third place, finally, Rabbi Avram saw that Arizal is really, really, really a great, great Chacham and a great God in Kabbalah. He knows Kabbalah really well, and he was very impressed. So he decided not to ask him any more questions because people were hungry, they wanted to eat, and they sat down for the meal and they ate. At the end of the meal, Rabbi Avram walked over to Darizal. He was so impressed with Darizal. So he said to him, can you tell me what's wrong with my neshama? In other words, you know, a great tzaddik, I'm always worried that the neshama, you know, the neshama comes into the world when you're born. The neshama is perfect. You know, it's a holy thing. It's a very, the neshama is very holy, right? It's, it's unblemished. It has no, no problems, right? It's, it's, it's totally pure and holy and, and close to Hashem. But when it comes into the world, sometimes you do averes, and the averes cause a little uh, blemish. You know what a blemish is? It's like a little uh, kind of a wound, like a wound, like a little something, like a little damage to the neshama. And uh, great tzaddikim, of course, don't do averes intentionally, but sometimes, unintentionally, and maybe they don't even know that it happened, that they did an avera. Sometimes, let's say, somebody eats something, right? And they eat something, they didn't know that there was a problem with kashras in this thing. It came from a good store, from a good hersha, but, but sometimes mistakes happen. So great tzaddikim always worried, maybe they by mistake did it a very, and now the neshama became imperfect, right? The neshama became a little bit damaged. Chas v'shalom. So the Rabbi Avram wanted to know, do you, he, they knew that Arizal is such a great tzaddik that he could see in your neshama, Everything that goes outside Yishama, you can see whether Yishama has some problem, and if if and, and show you how to fix it, how to make Yishama perfect again. So he said to the Rizal, "Tell me what my Nishama needs to be fixed, needs fixing. What fixing does my Nishama need?" And uh, so the Rizal said to him, um, "I'll tell you what you need to fix. You need to make a decision." that every day, instead of fasting every day, you're going to eat meat and drink l'chaim, wine every day. That's your ticket. That's what you need to do. And that's how you fix your neshama. Rabbi Avram got upset. What? Eating and drinking? That's how you fix your neshama? Eating and drinking is like the nefesh is your animal soul. Well, your Yetzirah likes eating and drinking. How can that be fixing your neshama? He expected the Arizal to say, oh, you should have to daven more and learn Torah more. No, no, no. You have to eat meat every day. That's what fix your neshama. So the Rizal said to him, listen, I understand what you think, but I want you to know that in Shamayim, they're very upset with you because you fast every day. And you know that in everything that Hashem created, 
there's holy sparks. There's like these sparks of holiness in everything. And when a Jew eats the food, and he eats it l'shem shamayim, l'shem shamayim means that he eats it not just because it's tasty and you want to you know, give into your tithes, right? You, you, you're, you're eating it because you want to serve Hashem with that energy. Then what you're doing is you take the Nitzutza Kedusha, the holy sparks that are inside that food, and you elevate it to Hashem. It's a very, very big, special service for Hashem that we do. And he says, you are not doing it because you're fasting every day. So they're upset in the heaven, in Shemaim, they're upset at you for, for not elevating those sparks. And so therefore, you have a blemish on your neshama. There's a little, tiny, little uh, crack in your neshama. You need to fix that. And the way you fix it, by eating and drinking, and of course, Rabbi Vorman, if he ate and drank, he did it Hashem Shamayim with the right intentions to serve Hashem better. And of course, and then you're going to elevate that food in the drinks. Rabbi Vorman heard this and he became very excited. And he was very, very, very impressed with that result. And he immediately went to his uncle, the great Rabbi Moshe Galanti, and he said, Uncle, Listen, I have to tell you what I just experienced. I was just at this party of the Arizal, and this happened to me. You wouldn't believe this man is so great. The Arizal is young, but he's really, really a great person. And I think you need to go see him too, because I think you will really, really benefit from him. You'll really enjoy him. Go, go, take a look. You should go visit him. So Rabbi Moshe heard this, the uncle. He was already older. He was an old man. And he put on his, his coat and went to see, went with his shamash, he went to see Darizal. And he said to Darizal, I heard what you said to my nephew, Rabbi Avram. Now I would like you to tell me what I need to fix in my neshama. Can you look into my neshama and tell me what problems I have in my neshama? And Darizal said, well, you're already an old rov. Ah, you're asking of me? Who am I? I'm just a young person. And he begged him, says, no, 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 please tell me. And <clears throat> the Rizal told him like this, I see, I look into you in the now, and I see that you have one Avera that you're guilty of that's causing a little damage in your neshama. And it's theft, the Avera of stealing. Rabbi Moshe was shocked. Stealing, I never even do business in my life. I never deal with money. I don't care about money. I just learned Torah all day in Davin. And you know, people give my wife, she, she gets money. But I, I never, I, how can I ever steal money if I'm not dealing with money at all? I'm only learning Torah and davening. That's all I care about. So Rizal says, what can I do? But that's what I see in your neshama. So Ramesh went back home and he made an announcement. He told the shamash to go to all the shoals of Tzfas and put on all the shoals on the walls and notice and saying, Anybody who knows has any kind of complaint that I once didn't pay him enough for something that he did for me, or I didn't pay him when I bought something, I owe him money, should immediately come to me. And I will pay him right away. Um, nobody came. Nobody responded to the announcement because nobody had any complaints against Rabbi Moshe Galanti. <laughs> They had no, no complaints. No, he didn't owe anybody money. But after a while, an old woman came. 
And she said to Reb Moshe, Reb Moshe, I heard that you are you're searching for someone who has some complaint about money against you. Well, because you ask for it, I will tell you that I have a tiny little complaint. So he said, tell me, tell me, what is it? And she said, listen, I have a job. My job is to comb and brush, make straight wool, wool. No, in the olden days, when you make clothes, you make it from wool. Even today, we do it from wool. But people used to go to the farm and take off the wool from the sheep. And then the wool is all jumbled, mumbled up. You need to make it straight and smooth so you can make threads. And from the threads, you weave and you make a sweater or you make um, a shirt. You make all kinds of things, clothes. Her job was to brush and smoothen out the, the, the wool so you can make threads. So then you can uh, make clothes from it. And I do this. People come to me all the time. And I make them special wool. I, I fix the wool for them. I brush it. I make it smooth. So they can then use it to make garments. To make clothes. Now, usually, all the people that do this kind of job, they charge a certain fixed amount of money. But I, because I'm very good at this, and everybody knows in town that I'm really the best doing this really beautifully and nicely, better than others, I take a little bit more money, right? You go to a tailor, you make yourself a nice suit or a dress. So if it's a better tailor that everybody wants to go to because he makes really, really nice, beautiful clothes, then he takes a little more money, right? The better you are, the more, the more you charge. So she would charge a little bit more than all the other people in town. And she says, once I brought to your wife, the Rebetzin, Moshe's wife, I brought her wool. She asked me to get a wool which is brushed and, and made very smooth. And I, she asked me what, what she needs to pay me for it. And I told her the price, and it's a little bit more than what everybody else's charges. And I told her I take a little more because I do a very good job. But she told me no, she doesn't accept that. She said she only pays what she pays everybody else. And she gave me the normal, uh, um, the normal fee, the normal amount of money that she pays everybody else. And she didn't give me that extra that I take extra over everybody else. So I say, Rebbe, I, I let it go and I didn't, I forget about it. And I said, okay, that's all she wants to pay. Fine, I'll give her it for that price. But inside, I really never forgave her because I really felt she should have paid me what I charge, which is more. So I'm telling you, uh, Rebbe, this is what, what happened. When the Rav heard this, he said, ah, great. Tell me what the extra amount of money is. And he gave it to her. The next day, he came back to see the Arizal. And the Arizal says, I see on your neshama that this blemish is no longer there. This is all they wanted in Shemaim from you. You didn't have any other... Sins in Yunishama is the only thing that was causing a tiny little damage, a little like black spot, you can say a stain, a stain on Yunishama. So this shows us how great the Rizal was. He was able to look into people's souls, Nishamas, and know everything that's wrong with them.